I'm Leo Bell, MVP of The Ohio State University's Bowl Game Victory, and this is Rugby Wrapped Up. Next on the College Rugby Wrap-Up Women's Champion, St. Bonaventure's Tui Osborne, Ohio State's Tom Rooney and Leo Bell, plus action-packed college rugby, women's, and men's. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. Box for Grow, the future of cannabis farming. We box you in to increase your yield and profit. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Lean and limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, gentlemen, it's great to see you, but nobody cares about anecdotes of what we're doing or where we've been, so let's just get right to the rugby. But before we do, it's important to note that Josh Recio will be joining us later. He couldn't join us now. But in the meantime, Zach, why don't you get us started with what's going on in the women's circuit? Yeah, you got it, guys. A huge championship weekend this weekend. A lot of really quality rugby on the women's side. Two huge matches we're going to talk about with a couple other scores also coming after that uh, of championship rugby. The biggest one for me on the weekend, NCR D1 championship between Northern Iowa and Life's JV or developmental side. So not the A side that plays in D1 Elite, but still a really quality side which was evidenced by the fact that they won that match 87 to three, blowing out Northern Iowa, who had cruised through the season uh, in NCR. Um, You know, both teams played two matches on the weekend, guys, Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday was the semifinals. Northern Iowa had a little bit of trouble with Notre Dame College, but they did end up winning 35-29. And Life University, no trouble at all on that weekend. They beat Marquette 103 to zero in their semifinal matchup. Good lord! You know their final combined score was 303 to three on the weekend. Northern Iowa scored the only three points against Life, uh, so you know kudos to them on that. But really, that was all they were able to do against this Life side on the day. Just physically dominant was Life uh, on offense and defense, um, suffocating Northern Iowa's you know best runners on on the day. And they also just dished out so much punishment when they were carrying the ball as well that it was tough for Northern Iowa to hold on, you know, throughout 80 minutes. Uh, They also had a skill advantage, I would say, though, guys. Life running a lot of, you know, really uh, creative backline moves, freeing up space. And the scoreline, I think, could have been even worse if they were able to connect on a couple of final passes on the outside. They were consistently able to create overlaps um, and, and, and free up space for some of their talented runners. It's really hard to pick a life player on the day who you know, really uh, stood out because they were all just so excellent. But a couple of names, sophomore Brooklyn Vifanua was a force to be reckoned with. Fly half, freshman fly half Angelina Mason was huge on the day, converting, scoring a couple of tries as well, opening up space, a lot of really solid runs, uh, you know, creating uh, creating meters for her team. Junior Abigail Bachman's work rate was incredible. She was all over the pitch uh, at at her open side flanker spot. Uh, And just also senior fullback Destiny Roberts was always, you know, uh, excellent coming in the joining the line and, and creating some some space for her team and some meters as well. So just a really great all around effort by by life in this one. Kudos to Northern Iowa for holding on a little worrying to me, perhaps, uh, guys, that life's JV or developmental side is 80 points better than probably the best side that in NCR themselves. But perhaps this is a good thing you know, to show these other squads that there's a, there's a bar they have to get to, uh, you know, in order to compete with these top D1 elite sides. Yeah, and two points that, that come to mind for me. One, I love the fact that Afrosh was able to score and convert her own try. And B, imagine if the running Eagles were able to fly, how many points they'd score. It just, again, shows the talent level and the depth that life has as well, that, you know, these are the players that are waiting in the wings to take over 
when their, you know, their, their A side now moves on. Anything else on the women's scope landscape? Yeah. The second huge game on the weekend was the CRAA D one championship. That's in the fall classic Navy versus Davenport Navy with the upset over Davenport uh, 20 to 12. So a matchup that, you know, I read on golf rugby report has actually never been played before. Uh, so Navy Davenport meeting for the first time, you know, Navy's contested for this D one championship uh, a few times. Davenport has bounced between D one and D two. So first time they've ever met and Navy, you know, shows Davenport uh, what it's like to be in D one really close match between both sides. I had to pick Davenport in this one. I'd expected them to roll after just dominating all season, but Navy uh, led by their uh, number eight, Sarah Skinner, who had a, two tries in the match, were able to kind of stifle Davenport's high flying offense hold them to 12 points, a couple key injuries to Davenport side throughout the year, including one in this game specifically, Matt, their scrum half Aubrey Christ went down uh, to an injury. Hopefully she's doing okay. Uh, But that kind of threw off their, their connection, you know, and their flow on offense Uh, still able to create some room on the outside, but not enough to overcome this, this Navy side. Uh, So kudos to, to Navy for, for taking home the D one championship here in the fall classic. And nobody told Navy that they were the upset, uh team right they 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 were a confident squad going out there right it may be just uh, on my you know front that i, I assumed davenport would, would be a wrecking ball in this one um navy did have have a great year and, and so yeah i'm sure i'll get some uh, flack for that uh pinning, pinning them as underdogs in this one but you know they, they, no, proved, it's a heck wrong of a team. they proved a lot it's of people a, wrong it's a heck of a team i mean you know but as golf pointed out they haven't played against each other so this is why we play these matches and why they're so exciting to watch so, Zach, what are you most looking forward to in the women's landscape moving forward? Well, I'm really excited for the spring season to see the D1 elite squads start playing each other a little more in earnest. You know, you've seen some uh, sides play a couple of competitive matches in the fall. You know, I'm talking Lindenwood, Life, Penn State. Uh, you know, I think uh, BYU sometimes in that mix as well. But those really top tier programs are, are going to come out and start playing uh, a really, you know, incredible uh, spring season. And we're going to start to see the, the, you know, the top tier talent take hold here in the women's game and just based on the unbelievable season that the life jv or development team has had in the ncr competition you got to wonder how they'd fare in the d1 elite or the d1 women's bracket right i mean where would they it would be like the maori all blacks playing internationally right Right. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm really excited to see where their talent holds. I mean, this was not even the best that they could put on, on the pitch. Uh, it was, you know, some really, really solid athletes. So I, I cannot wait to see what their A side looks like in competition. Uh, it should be, it should be a riveting spring season. And Zach, last week we talked about Wayne state. What do you got on them? Yes. Wayne state. Uh, the only pick I think I got right on the weekend, they cruised to the NCR small college championship 72 to 10 over SUNY Cortland. So congrats to them. Uh, and also just to mention Vassar winning the ACRA women's D two championship. And again, another, uh, you know, close one here, 74 to five over temple. So a couple of smaller colleges showing that they, they can be dominant as well. Um, and, and so congrats to all teams that play for championships this weekend and one. We'd like to see these teams maybe play against each other too, right? That, you know, especially if the, you know, the winners by 70 plus points going at each other, that would be okay. That would be something intriguing to watch. Hopefully down the road, that'll happen. If we can unite the clans, we'll right. put it out in the universe. Exactly. Uh, but we'll be back after this break with Colby talking about some stuff 
and the two of us chiming in as well. We'll be right back. Looking for your next vehicle? With Sheehy's Easy Search, choose from over 3,000 new and used vehicles. Shop, trade, or buy online or in store. We make it easy with our award-winning service. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. And we're back. Matt McCarthy, Colby Marshall, and Zach Lanning. Guys, we talked about the women's game. Let's talk about the men's game, Colby. Yeah, let's get into the men's game. I mean, the road to Houston continues in the NCR playoffs. You know, we had two semifinal matches on tilt over the weekend. Penn State were able to squeak away with another close victory, you know, over Queens University, Charlotte, 32 to 31, which was a high scoring, exciting game. Uh, fly half for Penn State, Dalton Muscleman. You know, he was the man from the T all day, hitting a bunch of conversions and kicks. But it was Penn State's Tristan Somerville who scored the go-ahead try late in the second half uh, to put Penn State up 32-31. to And they were able to hold on for the victory, and they will now move on to the final uh, in Houston. Yeah, and I'll be down in Houston. I'm very happy about that, to be at that match, uh, working the sidelines. But there's another uh, game that you had to talk about. Yeah, on the other side of that bracket, St. Bonaventure, they came out with a big, big win over the Kutztown Golden Bears. They're now 2-0 and against Kutztown this season. Before, you know, before the fall season, they had never beaten Kutztown. So this is a huge season for the Bonnies. They won 27-15. to The Golden Bears actually jumped out to an early first half lead in this game. But, you know, with the helps of the likes of prop Ethan Dumbe and flanker Matt Conroy, St. Bonaventure were able to take a 17 to seven lead in the first half. And after they took that lead, Matt, they really didn't look back. And were able to win pretty comfortably in the second half. And gentlemen, we also have other matches going on for hardware in NCR down in Houston at the home of the Houston Sabercats of Eva Stadium. Yeah, man, we have the small college challenge cup semifinals between Sienna and College of Charleston. Sienna is 6-0 on the season, while College of Charleston are 4-0. So something's going to have to give. Somebody's going to have to give up their first loss of the year. That should be very exciting. The winner of that game will then play Wayne St- the winner of Wayne State versus Western Oregon on Sunday. And then, Zach, we got one of your guys, uh, one of your teams playing in on, on Friday night as well. But tell us, walk us through the other Friday night action. That's right. The only matchup that matters uh, on the weekend, Friday night in the Cohen Cup playoff semifinals, my Holy Cross Crusaders will be taking on Christendom, the number one ranked team, Holy Cross coming in at number six. And the winner of that match, which will be Holy Cross, I'm sure of it, uh, will play St. John's out of Minnesota or New Mexico Tech, the winner of those of that match there. They'll play Sunday. We have the NCR D2 semifinals as well between Thomas Moore and Northern Iowa. And we also have Norwich who will play against Adrian College. And, and Zach and I also had on head coach of Adrian College, Benny Mattia on our Drink Up podcast earlier in the year. Had a great conversation with him. Great to see his boys at 5-0 and in this big game. I think it'll be really good for them and a good match to watch. Is there any truth to the rumor, gentlemen, that that's why that, that they are in the position they're in, that you guys inspired them? He came in with a lot of juice in that interview. I know, I'm sure you remember, Zach. He had some great things to say about his team, and, you know, he was right. Uh, they're getting the job done, and I can't wait to see what they do this weekend. This is their first year as a program ever. Uh, he is the first ever men's head coach in Adrian College history, and they so they have not lost a game in the history of their program, uh, and I would, yeah, contribute that success to, to our hard-hitting questions in our interview. All right. We have that other, the D1AA championship. 
And that is between number 19, Westchester, and number 21, Virginia Tech, right? That's right, Matt. And Virginia Tech uh, playing the season without a coach at all. They have student-led or, uh, organization, student-led team. So, you know, kudos to them for, for making it this far in the championship, uh, just kind of on willpower and, and, and some uh, camaraderie on that level. And they made the local news on, on their local Fox channel, which we shared on Rugby Wrap-Up. you got to check that out. Great story about them. They're, they're basically the number eight was playing is the player coach or, you know, he seemed to be the guy that's organizing that stuff. Just amazing that this day and age, there's still a team without a coach. And I know there's many of them, but to get this far is awesome. You know, the 19th and 21st ranked teams are in the championship. How cool is that Colby Marshall? So you like to see in college rugby, two top 25 teams in it. Reminds me a lot of college football, college basketball. It gives me that vibe, so it's what you love to see. And let's not forget those two bowl games on Saturday as well. You have the Rhino Bowl with Wheeling Jesuit versus Iowa Central and the Lone Star Bowl with UConn versus Central Florida. All good. What else you got for us, Colby? Because we also had a slight wager on another match in a different conference. Yeah, we did. You know, Texas A&M, they were actually able to hold off Baylor, the Baylor Bears. I did not think this was going to happen. You know, I really liked uh, Michael Han of the Baylor Bears, one of the better players in the Red River Conference. I thought that Baylor were going to win this game, but in a low-scoring battle, Texas A&M were able to hold them off. We had a difference of opinion on that one in that conference, but then the other, the bottom two teams, which you called, I think, Zach, he called it the Stugatz Cup or something along that those lines with, what was it, North Texas and Oklahoma, Colby? Yeah, the battle of the Stugats, North Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma got the better of North Texas, 52 to nothing. I mean, what Oof. a scoreline that was. Didn't really see that coming. I thought this would be more of a close game, but it was the Sooners who came away with the victory. You know, it was, you know, that victory came sooner than later for, the, for Oklahoma. Oh, all right. Mm. Uh, what else, Colby? Yes, yes. Additionally, I got to point out Tennessee coming away with the big win over Bowling Green in the CRAA D1AA championship final. The Volts got it done 36 to 31. And, you know, this was a game that I think Tennessee were very well prepared for, it being that they were able to play Clemson, a tough team in the SCRC final. I think that really prepared them for this matchup. And they got, they got the job done. As you can see, I'm repping Tennessee. Congratulations, Volts. You got it done. Yes, well done, Tennessee. But we have to take a break. Well, I'm going with the Bonnies because we got Tui Osborne coming up next on our show, the head coach of St. Bonaventure. But we'll be right back with Mr. Osborne after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back, Matt McCarthy, Colby Marshall, and Zach Lanning, and we are joined with the newest rugby royalty in the United States, Mr. Tui Osborne. He, the head coach of the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Is that right, Tui? Yes, sir. All right, Tui, uh, as the guys and I have been talking about, you had a huge win over Kutztown in which somebody on this panel picked your team and the other two guys on the panel didn't think that you had a shot in hell. And, <laughs> and congratulations on that big win. What, what's the story? How's this happening to it? Um, you know, it's been, 
been a few years of hard work and uh, dedication from you know a lot of people behind the scenes. We've been building since 2015 when I first stepped on campus to uh, build this program. So you know it wasn't really an overnight success. Our goal was to you know start uh, being in the top five, you know top top ten by this year. So we're doing great, uh, as you can see, and and it's it's all because of how people have dedicated their time uh, during the years, and you know it's coming to fruition with a group that we have, a very talented group, and the support that we have. But now, Tui, I'm from. I went to the University at Buffalo, and I know where St. Bonaventure is. It's in Olean, New York, which is probably an hour and change south of Buffalo, right? And you got Ellicottville, which is like a ski resort, as much of, the, of a ski resort that you can have in Buffalo area. But it's a tiny school in the middle of nowhere. How are you drawing people there? Uh, we we have a few uh, you know cities surrounding us that are that have really good high school rugby programs, and you know it's kind of a home away from home. You have you know, Xavier, you have St. Ed's, uh, St. Ignatius, and, you know, these guys want to get out of town, but still want to be close enough to go home, you know, six hours away from home, the New York City guys, uh, three hours, the Cleveland boys, and then you have, you know, the international guys who, you know, shopping for schools, what's affordable, also looking at the value of education, which is, you know, what we rave about combined with, uh, with the level of the program. You know, it's 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 a win-win for some of these international players coming in. Um, you know, you gotta like the cold, but uh, it's a fun place. The kids love the environment, um, and yeah, you know, summers are home, so they'll they'll be home for summers, and uh, they'll they'll be here for the fall. Coach, just kind of more of a ten thousand foot elevation question here. How do you feel about? you know, college rugby at this point, the, the, the game itself, do you feel like it's uh, the quality is improving? You know, you play a, a huge slate of matches in the fall, play a lot of quality opponents. How do you feel about the quality of, you know, of college rugby these days? And, and, you know, you're getting a lot of more players. Uh, where do you think the game is at? Oh, I think it's improved a lot. You can see a lot of uh, small Catholic college or small colleges um, taking on rugby as a varsity sport, which is affecting everyone around positively in the competition. Uh, you see Queens is doing great, you know, uh, Mount St. Mary's, Mary Washington's back on the horse. You know, it's, it's great. It's, it's a positive thing, and we want good competition. Rugby East want to, you know, we want to take on more teams that are willing to join our conference to make it stronger. So, yeah, to your question, Zach, I think it's improving a lot compared to, what, five, six years ago, right? You know, you bring up a good point. You want more teams. You want the competition. We've got a bit of a rift on the American rugby landscape with all the different conferences and stuff. I'm not going to ask you to comment on that, but you just saw Ohio State get their first ever D1A bowl victory. I think or was the first ever D1A bowl. They got the victory. Uh, would you like a crack at Ohio State? Yeah, we, we would. And, and that's the next challenge, right? Um, you know, be, this is a standard now for Bonaventure, um, and we want to raise the bar. Uh, as we should, um, we want to go out and get a scalp. Um, maybe, you know, future spring tour, going to Ohio State, um, playing teams like Life Lindenwood. You know, Army's doing it. You know, Army's the best team in our conference. So 
you know, we want to follow suit and, you know, be in that conversation. You know, I think the biggest lessons for us were learned in the first two games against, you know, Navy and Army. You know, those were huge for us. And I, and, and I, I want to say that was the turning point of our season, just learning from that. So, Tui, how much support do you get from the administration? Uh, we're fully supported by the school. Um, you know, I'm a full-time coach alongside, you know, Danny Neighbor, our assistant coach. Uh, the women, the women's, uh, we're in search of a women's uh, head coach right now. And, you know, that's, you know, that's a process in itself. And you know, we're, you know, we're looking for, the, you know, the best and we're trying to build that as well. So the school is 100% behind us. Um, you know, the scholarships available. We have good financial packages, um, you know, coming in with good grades. So, we, you know, we have a full budget and um, it is, is, is truly a, a great environment for someone who's looking to play at that level and maybe bridge that gap between the next level um, if they're trying to get to the next level. So pathways to the U20s, you know, U23s, MLR draft, um, you know, and, and I've already got a few texts from some coaches looking at our guys and, you know, that's, that's what we're all about. Looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to this big match. It's great for college rugby, and it's great to have a school like St. Bonaventure on the on the radar here. Yes, sir. Spread the word. Spread the gospel. St. Bonaventure is here. All right. It's the second best school in uh, north, <laughs> northwest of New York. At, after the <laughs> University of Buffalo, you got to go to the bon, you got to go to St. Bonaventure. But I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. I've got a great program. Great thing going on there. Congratulations, Coach. Uh, and we'll be right back with more on Rugby Wrap-Up's College Rugby Wrap-Up after this. All right, gentlemen, uh, with that, you guys are off the clock. Thank you, Mr. Zach Lanning and Mr. Colby Marshall. And now it's time to welcome in Josh Recio. Okay, we don't have Josh just yet, but while we wait for Josh, we do have the first ever MVP of the first ever D1A bowl game in Leo Bell. Leo, welcome to the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Thank you very much. Glad to be how, here. How cool was that? Oh, yeah, amazing. It was a fun game. The Air Force guys were good guys. and We came out on top. And getting MVP was just a cherry on top. But two tries. Two tries, yeah. It, um, two we tries a, must be a fly half or, or a center, right? Oh, uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm uh, down and dirty. That's, why, that's how I play. So you, to, for the folks at home that might not know this, you're a tight head prop. Oh, yes, sir. Getting Number two three. tries in the yes, bowl sir. game. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, we – our goal, our try line uh, strategy is, you know, pick and goes left and right. And uh, we're pretty good at we're, we We do a pretty good job at the, doing those. And I happen to have the ball for two of those. Apparently, apparently. So yeah. uh, pivotal match in your career, right? I would imagine. What year are you in? I'm a junior right now. Junior year. All right. So you got a lot to look forward to in a senior year. But getting to this point, wh where did you play your rugby prior? I went to uh, a club called Lakota Jets down in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Under, the Lakota uh, Jets. Yes, sir. 
I, I, I've never heard of them, but they, oh, all right. I, I thought that was a big name. Can we go in? Look, they uh, are now. They yeah, are they are now. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, under uh, Coach Hudak down in Cincinnati, he uh, gave me the connection to Ohio State, and uh, Coach Rennie's been a good coach and was able to get me online. Excellent. Do you guys go by the Ohio State rugby team? Yes, sir. You have to get the D in. I love it. They, I love. I love the thing. article. So. Your your background is basically you wrestled, you played some lacrosse. What else did you play? I played football and ran a little track here and there. So what's what's your favorite thing about this team? Uh, I think it's got to be the guys. Uh, coming in, I didn't know anyone last spring. Um, and just everyone being a good good guy, being a friend, I – now everyone personally by name now. Uh, it's kind of hard. I'm pretty bad with names. But uh, what's my name? Uh, I can look Matt McCarthy. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good, good. That's an A. You get an A for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely the guys. It's uh, we have a real good group this year, and uh, it's been real fun hanging out with them after games, after practice. And it's a bowl game. Oh yeah. Come it on. Was, uh, it was definitely a fun night after after the game in Charlotte. We're not going to talk about that because no. it's college. Yeah. Okay, so, do you have any designs on playing professional rugby? Uh, right now, no. Uh, this was kind of just like a extracurricular to do to uh, pass the time uh, after class. But uh, if the if it if it arise if the occasion arises, I might take it. But right now, I don't think I'm in a professional shape. Leo, really appreciate you coming on, and you know, best of luck, continued success. We're fans. And in the meantime, while you're going out, we're welcoming in Mr. Josh Resio. Josh, uh, you missed Leo, but that's okay. We got his coach, Tom Rooney, ahead of us. But let's get to what you wanted to talk about. And I know that Colby and Zach and I talked about it earlier, but I know that you wanted to talk a little Red River. Yeah, I mean, you know, Colby had mentioned it, gotten the scores down. But, man, Red River rugby, what a fun type of rugby to watch. I know, you know, I've spent my life in the Big Ten, but – Every time you get to watch these Red River games, you know, Oklahoma over University of Northern Texas, that 52 to nothing game. Um, what a great team to watch. Um, and Texas A&M and Baylor, it's such a great rivalry. And they, they feel it every time they play. And a 15 to 10 game that can go either way, you know, hats off to Texas A&M for pulling it off because that's, that's a tough Baylor team that they just beat. It had to be a physical, physical match down in the trenches on, in that one. 15-10, they were, they were going at it. Yep. Uh, but then we had that other match. Yeah, we had, you know, Tennessee over Bowling Green, your D1 AA national champions. 36 to 31, uh, 24 to nothing after 18 minutes of the game. So, you know, and I hats off to Bowling Green. You know, you've looked at Bowling Green over the years, who's also been a good team, uh, playing quality rugby, a lot of times having to deal with teams like Western Michigan. Hats off to Tennessee, an undefeated season, um, and taking home a national championship, I think. Um, the University of Tennessee was very receptive to that. They were able to, you know, write them an article and be be happy for their team. And that's the kind of that's the kind of win that helps with recruiting and helps, you know, keep improving rugby in this country. So hats off to Tennessee. And then we had the first ever bowl game in D1 history, Josh. Yeah. Ohio State and Air Force. Two teams that, you know, for a while you would you wouldn't really have playing each other, but it's great to see. You know, we, we've seen a lot of this Big Ten rugby and we see Ohio State playing teams like Penn State from time to time or maybe getting a game against Notre Dame. But Air Force, 
you know, having a team come all the way out to North Carolina from Colorado, that's pretty good rugby to watch. And Ohio State put on a show for him. But I mean, it was still it's still amazing, amazing facility in North Carolina. Um, wonderful place to host a bowl game. Uh, Ohio State's forwards, man. I don't know where they find these guys. They are amazing. And to be able to kind of pull off that win, you know, after such a long season, after a tough win against Indiana, hats off to them and hats off to Tom Rooney. Yeah. And, you know, I just had that sneak guest in here, Leo Bell, the MVP of that game. But now we got Tom Rooney of the Ohio State Rugby, the first ever bowl winners in D1A, the first ever bowl in D1A, and they won it. They beat Air Force. Congratulations, Coach. Ah, thank you lots, Matt. It was, uh, I'm telling you what, it was a fun game. It was good to be back out playing Air Force. I haven't played them in a number of years. It was fantastic to be down in Matthews. That's a great facility. It was a great environment. You're like an over, one of those overnight successes, right, Tom? Yeah. I mean, I just started doing this last week. It's all good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But it wasn't an easy road. It was, it had some bumps in it. Josh, you've, you've been watching them because you were a rival with Michigan state for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Tom, you got to tell me what's been this defining moment of the season. I've been watching Ohio state, you know, this year and you guys have really, you know, I think from the early on in the season, you had that tough loss and you really guys have carried it from there. So what's, what's kind of carried you guys along the way? Well, let's, let's start with, we got to play rugby. We'll start with, we got outside, we got to play rugby. We really didn't know what we were going to be. Um, it's been two graduations since we put a team on the field. Uh, it, and it was a little rough going in the beginning, but with that being said, that Tennessee game, man, that was a, that was a great comeback together from guys that used to play every year, years ago. It was great to see, uh, uh, Butch and Marty, the coaches down there, um, and they had a good squad and uh, their forwards outperformed our forwards. And that, uh, that one really was a tough one to get past that, that cost us the game uh, along with some, we had a couple of mistakes in our back line, but the forwards thing really cost us the game, but it put us on a path, right? So we had a week or two to put it back together. We didn't play the following week. That was the infamous Oregon Ohio state football game. Uh, then we played Indiana. And we made a number of changes in our, our forwards. Uh, we changed our game plan. Um, and we executed pretty well uh, against uh, Indiana. We had, a, we had a lead going into the last 15 minutes. Next lesson came up hanging on to the lead, how to finish a game. We lost that game by two points. Uh, I mean, there you are. Those are the two defining moments on starting down the path. Every week after that. Every week we added something different and we were able to uh, improve our attacks. So, uh, you know, from, from a coach's standpoint, it sounds like, you know, you got beaten badly and, but you only lost by seven points mm -hmm. despite what seven scrum penalties in that match against Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, it's like, you know, you're kind of from the bill Belichick school there. Yeah. We, yeah, well, yeah. And then you only, you only lost by two after changing five in your tight five. Or three, changing three, three in your tight five, including the guy that we just had on Mr. Leo Bell. You're at the MVP with two tries in the, in the bowl game. Huh? Was yeah, he play fly half or, or center or what? <laughs> Leo's got himself some nifty feet. He and uh, my loose head, Joey Phipps, they both are good, good ball carriers. It's about teaching them what to do when they're not carrying the ball. Right. 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 <laughs> they're, they're both really good ball carriers. 
and and they make and with our our hooker Maximus Clark. Gotta love that for a name and a front row guy, Maximus. Yeah, uh, Maximus. His throws were on the money. Yeah, that wound up being a really good front row. From a coaching perspective, I got to tell you, Matt, Josh, this season was it was fantastic. It was watching these guys grow, and that's that's why we do it. Well, you've been at it a long time, so you deserve you deserve to get a little bit of the spoils every now and then, Tom, for crying out loud. Well, we just had earlier on the program, Tui Osborne out of St. Bonaventure, and he's going into play the final against uh, Penn State. Yep. It would be awesome to see the winner of that match play against you guys. It would be. Maybe, would. you know. Yeah. Down the road, they could figure that out. I don't know. Uh, Tui and I, we're just, you know, we keep missing. Uh, we keep trying to find days that we can play. It's like five and a half hours away in Buffalo. And yeah. it's it's just getting the schedules to fit. We can't meet. Uh, we'll get there. And Penn State, we're hoping to keep them on the schedule every year. How are you feeling about conference play and how it's really carried Ohio State into these non-conference games and going forward into the national championship tournament? Oh, the uh, the team that uh, that I personally feel kind of got overlooked a bit this year, particularly when we were trying to set up these bowl games, was Michigan State. I think that was a team that was a lot tougher than people thought. Um, that's a 10-0 game against Indiana. Uh, granted, you know, sloppy fields, but 10-0 game. And uh, they had a second half comeback on us. Uh, was another one of those lessons about finishing a game. So those top three teams right there, I think are, are that's good rugby. Now the fourth one, Illinois, Joey over there is he's building something. Three sides worth of teams right now. Uh, he's got a uh, he's got a, a pattern that he's still teaching. It's not clicking yet, but with three sides, it's going to click. Give it another year or two. Yeah, I think the Big Ten's, uh, you know, we're playing a good brand of rugby. Our top teams are playing a very high level of rugby. It's uh, where do you want to go from there? You know, stay in the Big Ten or expand? Add more people into the Big Ten? We're hoping to do something along that line. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, thanks for taking the time out, and congratulations again on that big victory, Coach. And on that note, we are fully, clearly out of time. I'm Matt McCarthy on behalf of Mr. Colby Marshall, Zach Lanning, Josh Recio, and our guests, Tom Rooney, Tui Osborne, and Leo Bell. And thank you for tuning in. Please sign up for our weekly newsletter. Please tell your mates about us. And please check out our other segments, including our exclusive with the man they call the beast, plus the college rugby wrap-up. And look out for our upcoming United Rugby Championship shows. And please sign up for our rugby wrap-up American Red Cross blood donor team.